It's time once again for the Go-Giver Podcast, where we explore five timeless principles that will increase the profitability of your business and the joy in your life. Now, here's your host, the co-author of The Go-Giver, Bob Berg. Hello again, I'm Bob Berg, and we have what I hope you'll find to be an interesting and value-packed show today. A salesperson by any other name is still a salesperson, and that's something to be proud of. We'll look at that in our Thought of the Day. And in our interview segment, Dove Gordon on why sales is leadership, as well as a very simple and elegant understanding of our prospective customers' expectations. That and more on today's show. I thank you for joining us. Over the past few years, I've seen more and more articles with headlines and variations of headlines stating things like, sell without selling, never sell again, salesless selling, or maybe even don't sell, serve, or similar articles with the basic advice that you don't need to sell in order to, well, I I don't know, (laughs) in order to have people buy from you. I often even hear salespeople try and deny their salespeople. Examples include, well, I'm in sales, but I don't really sell, I just help people. Or, I don't consider myself to really be in sales. This sales denial is not meant to be dishonest. They really believe it when they say it. So, what's the confusion? What's the true issue here? Like most things, it goes back to a premise. In this case, what I would call a false premise. That being that selling is somehow a negative thing. That must be the premise. Otherwise, why make such an effort to deny that it's selling? After all, if you believe that selling is somehow immoral or yucky, and you're a basically decent and honest person, well, then you'll do practically anything to avoid identifying yourself with it. This makes total sense, doesn't it? The challenge is that since you know you are in sales, that disconnect is more than likely costing you a lot of money in lost business. Just as importantly, it's keeping a lot of people who would have benefited from your product or service from doing so. In our book, Go-Givers Sell More, John David Mann and I responded to several false definitions of selling. For one thing, selling is not trying to convince people to buy something they don't want or need. Rather, it's finding out what they do want or need and helping them to get it. Selling is not taking advantage of others, but giving them more advantage through your excellent products or services, assuming, of course, it genuinely meets their needs and can benefit them. And selling is not about taking, but about giving. The old English root of the word sell, salan, actually meant to give. And exactly what do you give when you sell? You give time, attention, counsel, education, and empathy. And most of all, you give value. You should be proud of that, proud to be in sales, and proud to say that you are a sales professional. Of course, what the non-selling claims mentioned earlier were trying to communicate is selling without using manipulative tactics. Well, of course. Uh, Again, though, let's go back to their premise and suggest that If you really believe that selling is based on tactics of manipulation, which actually describes a con artist, not a salesperson, and you're an honest person, then that false definition is hurting your sales. After all, how can you effectively do something that in your gut you feel is wrong? So if I may suggest, 
reframe your definition of sales and selling and understand that what you're doing is about bringing value to the lives of others. Contrary to the often claimed, this product sells itself, nah, it doesn't, at least not at first. Products, services, ideas, philosophies, they don't sell themselves. They need to be sold. And that's why you, Mr. or Ms. Salesperson, are so badly needed. You make a difference in the world. Please be proud of who you are and of what you do. You sell. You are a salesperson. In our upcoming interview with Dove Gordon, he provides us with an excellent look at some of the most important aspects of the sales process, the leadership it involves, and creating the conditions to be able to meet the expectations held by our prospective customers and clients. Back with Dove Gordon right after this. Would you like to close sales gentler, easier, and more effectively than ever before? Would you like to never again have to discount your prices? Would you like to become objection-proof? Would you like to learn the one thing that motivates every human being to action and the only reason why people ultimately buy? Do you want to more effectively than ever before communicate the exceptional value that you provide to your customers and clients? If you answered yes to these questions, then what you want is to learn how to sell the go-giver way. If you'd like to dramatically increase your ability to influence and sell, then check out my one-hour audio program fully transcribed titled Sell the Go-Giver Away. For more information, click the link in the show notes. Dove Gordon specializes in helping consultants and coaches attain their ideal clients consistently. But of course, the principles he teaches apply to all of us in sales. Dove and his team take what they call a tactic agnostic approach. In other words, rather than focusing on the tactics, they help their clients to build a strong strategic foundation and to apply it to building a simple client acquisition system that is best for that individual consultant or coach. Dove is a frequent podcast guest, having been a guest on Jordan Harbinger's The Art of Charm, John Jantz's Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, Jeff Goins' podcast, and dozens of others. You can learn more about Dove's work at dovegordon.com. Net. That's D-O-V, Gordon, and that URL, along with the URL to his free, very popular manual, How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Clients, will be in the show notes. Welcome, Dove. Great to be here. Thank you, Bob. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, Dove, now, while you specialize in, in working with high-level consultants and coaches, we're really talking here about... Uh, well, a sales conversation. So this applies to uh, most people in sales. But one thing I especially enjoy about your approach is that one need not be the charismatic celebrity in their field type. And that especially goes with, with coaches and consultants, I guess. They, they simply need to know how to communicate the value that their potential clients want. Is that a correct assessment? Uh, it's uh, absolutely correct. And it's something I had to learn over the years. Um, and, and I'd say that that it's it's really good news for tens of millions of people who don't see themselves as the celebrity type, don't see themselves as necessarily wanting to be out there in front of everybody being right. you know, the person on stage. Uh, but they, they're really good at what they do. They've mastered their craft and they care about their clients and they want to be the person that people – uh, you know, the good clients are looking for them. Oh, hey, I, I want you. I want you, Bob. I want you to be the one to come help us out. That's who they want to be. In order to do that, you need to be good at what we call the elegant sales conversation. You need to be good at 
at certain aspects of marketing, but you don't need to be the celebrity type. Got it. Now, your basic premise is that sales is leadership. What do you mean? So, you know, growing up, um, I was not a natural salesperson. And so therefore, you know, I'd find if I'm talking to somebody that I believed I could help, it would often turn turn bad. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work out very well. And, you know, I turned to different sales books and so on, and maybe we'll come back to that a little bit later. But eventually I came to understand for myself that sales is not getting somebody to do something. Sales is not getting them to buy something that you want them to buy. Sales is leadership. And, and just like leadership is where people follow you because you're somebody they want to follow to where they, because they believe you'll help them get where they want to go. That's mm -hmm. what sales is. Sales is leadership in that people will buy from you because they want to, because they recognize that by buying from you, you're helping them get to where they want to go. And, and you don't have to be tricky and sneaky and, you know, scripty and all that. Exactly. So I love that. Uh, so, Dove, at a, so at a certain point, the practitioner, uh, whether a general salesperson, a person, a, a coach, a consultant, what have you, they're in front of their prospective client. Now, this is where uh, over the next, let's say, 30 minutes or an hour or whatever, you're either going to have a new client or you're not. It's the sales conversation. It's the presentation. Uh, what do you see as the biggest mistakes when in the presentation itself? Well, uh, number one is that while there is a time for a presentation, it's usually not as frequently as many people expect. So you, a conversation where you're asking many, many wow. questions is really the place to start. Again, there in some situations further down the line, there's a place for a presentation. But generally, you want to start with a conversation because the fact is if people are deciding if they're going to follow follow you somewhere. If you're talking about a large purchase or a large project, um, a lot, you know, the more the details, the more details involved, the more important it is that they're working with people they have, feel they have a strong relationship with. So that's, that's number one, um, in terms of seek out, you know, a conversation, don't walk in there just with your PowerPoint. The second thing is when it comes to having a conversation, I think most people wing it, mm. you know, they're all over the place. They're coming in and, <laughs> and they don't really see that there is an underlying structure or framework to every single sales conversation. And and therefore they they're almost like, hey, let's kind of let's let's shoot the breeze and find out, hey, tell me what's going on and so on. And and then because they're they're kind of shooting from the hip, so then suddenly the prospect asks a question or makes a comment, and you get that sinking feeling like, oh shoot. Something just happened and I just blew it. I know I, I just lost control of this conversation. I don't know what I did and I don't know what to do differently next time. And that's really it. So like, you know, leadership, people follow a leader when they believe that you know where you're going <laughs> and you can help them get there too. But when they kind of have a sense that you're winging it, why no one wants to follow somebody who doesn't know where they're going, even if it's in a sales conversation. Yeah, and they do have that sense, don't they? They they absolutely. Know. Yeah, it, I mean, because yeah. they are us when the tables are turned, and we know, right? And we know exactly. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so, you say there are three questions, and really only three questions that that you or any anyone's prospect um, is asking themselves during a sales conversation. Would you run through those and unfold absolutely. those for us? Yeah. So we say that people are winging it, right? You're winging it when you don't see the the framework the structure and and I think about it um, quick analogy right um, 
if you have an office on the 54th floor of a building, you can leave your office to go home one of two ways. You can go down the elevator or you can walk out the window. In both cases, you'll end up in front of the building, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, One of them is respecting the structure. The other one is breaking yourself against it. In the sales Mm -hmm. conversation, it's just the same. And there are three questions that go through the mind of your ideal client and in order. So the first question that that they're thinking to themselves is, does Dove understand me? Does Bob understand me? Do you, this person standing in the, the, you know, in the clothing store aisle trying to get me to buy something, do you understand me? And if throughout the conversation they get the feeling that, yeah, Bob does understand me, then instantly they have a next question, which is, oh, wow, you understand me. You get me. What do you recommend? What do you think I need to do? And you know, if you if you reflect on that, that is that is almost that is a natural reflex that we have because it is so rare that we actually feel understood. That when you come across somebody who you feel does understand you, we also try, want to give them the benefit of the doubt that not only they understand us, but they know what we need. So, what do you mm-hmm. recommend? And then they're interested in your recommendation. They hear it, and then they have a final and last question: Is what you recommend right for me? Is your offer? an offer I can't refuse. So those are the three questions, and you have to realize where you are, meaning where is your potential customer or client? Where are they geographically? Because you have to relate to them. You have to lead them in a different way depending on where they are. And I'll say one of the, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they're trying to answer the last question before they've answered the first question. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> Here, right here's on. what you need, <laughs> right, right this on. Is what So need. I want to go back to... Wait, you don't even know right. me. <laughs> I don't write. I, I was going to succeed. I don't know you. I have no idea what you're looking for, but here's what you need. <laughs> um, so I want to go back to question one for a second. They're asking, do you understand me? Or does he or she understand me? Um, because obviously if their answer to that is no, <laughs> that, that's it. it. That's all she wrote. So let me ask you this stuff. What, what do they want to feel that we understand about them? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a great question. And this is like the substructure of question okay. number one, right? Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. if, if they want to feel that we understand them, what do they need to feel that we understand? Well, Bob, I need to feel like you understand my past as it relates to whatever we're talking about. If we're talking about, let's say, a, um, I don't know, um, let's say I'm bringing you in as a leadership consultant, right? I need you to feel you understand my, my past. Like what's happened in my organization recently that's, that's even leading up to having this conversation. That's one mm-hmm. part of it. The other part of it is, where did I come across you? Maybe I read some of your books and, and that's why I wanted to have this conversation with you to get your help, right? So, so there's the past. Then there's the future. Where do we want to be? What are the standards we're trying to reach in whatever area of the business we're looking for help with or consumer, you know, or personal? What are we trying to achieve? What do we want to accomplish? And then in contrast, where are we today? That's the third thing. So there's the past, the future, the present, and then obstacles that's the fourth Ah, obstacles are what stands between where they are today and where they want to be and when somebody feels that you understand where they're coming from where they want to go where they are today by contrast and what stands between or what has to happen to enable them to get from here to there then suddenly they feel wow you understand me you actually listen to me nobody does Mm -hmm. that (laughs) talk about how to differentiate yourself not always but often simply listening is a real way to differentiate yourself uh in a crowded marketplace well when you talk about sales being leadership and leadership which is influence we influence through listening to others um 
delve into that a little more. I'd love you to, because that that really is when you say sales is leadership, you're listening. Uh, isn't that really what it's about? It, we're the beginning point in a sense. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, people need to first feel that you understand where they're coming from, because that's what leads them to conclude they want to follow you. Yeah. Right. And that leads yeah. them to answer, to ask that second question, what do you recommend? And then you need to learn how to package or present an offer in a way that makes it appealing. And then they want to know, is an offer I can't refuse? And if you think about it, if there's a wall between the present and the future, where I am, where I want to be, your mm -hmm. offer, once I feel you understand, now your offer is, what do you recommend? That's the bridge over the wall. Do I want to mm -hmm. go over the bridge and pay your toll, right? So sales is leadership. And that means they want to follow you because they feel you get them and you know how to get where they get them to where they want to go. It's not. It's not about convincing, although, of course, your potential client, your customer has to become convinced, but it's not about mm -hmm. convincing them. It's not about closing, although obviously sales obviously, needs to sure. close, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about mm -hmm. getting them to buy. It's about making it easy for them to buy. Right. All that's the, re yeah, the result is, is where you're going to be, but you're, it's, it's everything you're doing to lead up to that, which. Exactly. And you yeah. make it easy for them to buy by leading them through the conversation like we laid out, Right. And and obviously, at the same time, by the way, sales leadership is it's just as important to say, I'm not the person to get you there, but why don't you mm -hmm. talk to these people? I mean, I mean, I guess we don't, don't really have to say that, but we might as well say it just in case, right? Um, it, it's also real important to realize that lots of people teach sales scripts. Uh, and I don't necessarily have anything wrong with scripts, but to me, a script is a tool. And the problem is that when the tool becomes the objective and what happens is that one of the reasons that lots of people have taken sales training and then they don't like it, they feel uncomfortable with it is because they're memorizing scripts or questions and, and it's like learning a routine with a hammer, you know, this is, this is how you knock, right? right. Well, that's not always what you need to do. Exactly. You need to understand how the hammer works. You need to understand the script and then use it in a way that actually fits with the flow. So it's good to have some good questions for the mm. past, for the future, for the present, kind of some stock things. It's good to, to be comfortable wording things a certain way, which you can you know, des design and improve over time. But never fall for the mistake of thinking that that's what's going to, that's, what's, that's what sales is. That's not what sales. Right. Yeah, the, script, the script is there to serve. <laughs> not, not right. Not to be the, uh, not to be the master, right? We, we don't follow a script for the script's sake. It's for the sake of helping the, uh, prospective customer. Absolutely. And I'll say one more point on, on all this maybe. And, and that is that the most important thing is about of sales and leadership is being in the moment with the person. I had a client yes. ask me a question, uh, yesterday, I think it was on, on our private client forum. And she said, I have this, this meeting coming up with, um, this potential client, um, I don't think she's qualified for this higher level thing, but maybe she's qualified for this new group thing I'm thinking of doing. Um, how do you think I should, like, what do you think I should recommend at, at the call? And I said, well, you have to go into this not knowing ahead of time what you're planning to recommend because you don't know her well enough. Uh, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, you have, yes, yes. You've got to go into this really in the moment with her. You know, understanding the kinds of questions you're looking to uncover the answers to, it's not about getting her into a corner so you could say, aha, that's why you need me. That's why you right. got to pay me. And, and, and it's, a, it's, it's a little thing, and it seems so obvious when we say it, but look around and see how many people uh, are not practicing it. They're not being that way. 
Dove Gordon specializes in helping consultants and coaches attain their ideal clients consistently. Check out everything Dove at DoveGordon.net. And that's spelled D-O-V Gordon. And that URL, along with the one to his, um, his free, and, and this, is, this is a very popular manual. It used to sell for $97. He now just makes it available. So really get this one. <laughs> it's called How to Systematically and Consistently Attract First-Rate Clients. That will be in the, the uh, show notes as well. Dove, many thanks and wishing you continued success. Thanks, Bob. Main takeaway I received from Dove is that sales is leadership and that feeling understood by their salesperson is the foundational question the prospect needs to feel positive about in order to allow themselves to be led. How do you do in that regard? Is there any question in your prospective customer or client's mind that you understand them and their situation, including the obstacles they need to overcome? Please feel free to write to me at bob at berg.com and let me know. We might even share your email on an upcoming program. Remember, the Go-Giver makes an excellent gift to those in your life in order to help them lead better, sell more, and touch the lives of more people in positive and significant ways. Visit thegogiver.com and check out the expanded edition of the book. And while you're there, check out John David Manns and my follow-up parable, The Go-Giver Leader. And look for our third parable in the Go-Giver series, The Go-Giver Influencer. That's coming out April 10th. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and provide a review on iTunes. Visit thegogiver.com slash reviews. I enjoy reading every review. And your review will also help others to much more easily find this show. That's all for today. The Go-Giver podcast is brought to you by thegogiver.com. Visit www.thegogiver.com and get our free special report, The Go-Giver Way, Five Principles for Creating a Culture of Excellence. That's thegogiver.com. Stop on by. Thank you so much for joining me. And until next time, I'm Bob Berg. Make it a great day.